0: How does a small business succeed in today's environment? COVID, supply chain challenges, finding workers to fill job vacancies. It's tough trying to stay in business and meet customers' demands. We had a great opportunity to talk with John Gaynor of Stake World, a manufacturer of yard sign stakes, and ask him, how do you market and sell an item that's perceived as all the same? You'll learn about how to delight your customers for success and how their sign stakes are different in a meaningful way. Today on Small Business Talks. Despite many companies going after being the cheapest in the market, being the most satisfying in the market is far superior if the goal is to build a lasting business model. The question shouldn't be, what can I sell my customer, but how can I best achieve my customer's goals? Businesses that plan ahead with good analytics will be more successful in the long run. If you can figure out your total sales of a particular item and buy it once or twice a year, you'll make more profit throughout the year. Yard sign stakes are a good example of this because they don't expire. Inflation-proofing your business means stocking up before the prices rise. It's far more expensive to please an unhappy customer That you sold substandard materials to than it is to convince a happy customer to buy quality. With all that in mind, today we are speaking with John Gaynor, president and owner of Stake World Incorporated. And we are here to talk about not only yard signs stakes, but also about delighting your customer. John, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Good to have you. So, John. Simple question: What makes a good yard sign stake? Uh, I
1: at the beginning, I, I guess you have to say good quality materials. Like anything, if you start off with your base being poor materials, uh, you're not going to have a good final product. And so, uh, I think as yard sign stakes go, it's really important you start out with a high quality steel. Um, We see a lot of yard sign stakes hitting the market coming out of China. Uh, They usually have a low carbon content and it means that they're pretty malleable when people try to put their foot on them to push them into the ground. Uh, They bend in the wind and that kind of thing. So they look good initially, uh, but you soon find out that you've bought a substandard product. And, and so I think when we talk about what makes a good yard sign stake, uh, good materials. Secondly, what I would say is you need a good design. Uh, not all stake designs are equal. Um, and so we really need to think about where are the stress points? Uh, what is actually? What are actually the goals? How high do you need your sign to be off the ground to be effective? Can you have it a little lower? Uh, could you use a product that is, is not welded um, and creates uh, weak points at the welds? So how it's designed what kind of welds are used on it these are all really important questions when we talk about an effective yard sign stake
0: excellent and i have touched, i have put those ones that break apart under your foot in the ground so i have <laughs> experience with that knowing exactly what you're talking about you have
1: this Pardon? mangled this mangled piece of metal holding your sign up it looks
0: horrible there's, there's nothing worse than the one that you, that you put your foot on, on the H stake and you try to push it in and, and it literally just gives way and the whole thing kind of bows in around your foot. I've had that happen.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, and some of that, I mean, that's a pretty, sta- the, the standard 10 inch by 30 inch H frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been the market standard for a long time. I personally don't think it's probably the most effective um, simply because it's super wide, so you're allowing this little piece of nine gauge steel to take all the brunt of you know 200 pounds pushing on it, and it's not going to hold up to it. And so, you know, we prefer actually if if I were to buy my own stakes, <laughs> if you were, um, I prefer a stake that I can that has a shorter distance between the poles. Um, because that means that that horizontal is not going to be taking as much downward pressure.
0: Okay, that makes complete sense. One thing I never realized is that when you go to have signs for your business, or you're going to go around the around the neighborhood and put up, you know, signs, yard signs, is that the yard sign generally is separate from the actual stake. It's kind of traditionally sold as two separate units. Right. So if a company were to be smart and say, okay, I'm going to offer a full package, what things should I consider when selling my custom yard sign stakes with their signs? So
1: we have a stake that that I think is far superior to the standard stake. Now, I think everybody's seen the 10-inch by uh, 30-inch H-frame, and and we sell those. We make the best possible 10-inch by 30-inch H-frame that's in the market. But we actually have a stake that we call the beefy stake that, that I think is far superior. Uh, I worked on campaigns for about uh, six years before, uh, before getting into working with yard sign stakes. And so I was really familiar with all the failures that the uh, standard stakes had. Um, you know, you, you talked about the bottom rung b- bending, uh, snapping off at the welds. Uh, Being super high off the ground so that when the wind hits it, it, it becomes kind of, it kind of leans over at a 45 degree angle by the end of the campaign. And, you know, with the campaigns, what we're selling is image. And so when we put out something in the public, we need to make sure it bears up to our image. Well, our signs leaning over at a 45 degree angle is not great for a politician's image. It doesn't scream quality. It doesn't scream, I am a stalwart for truth. Uh, It screams, (laughs) I'll kind of lean over for anything. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that we looked at was using a different type of steel, a steel that is still going to fit in the yard sign. So it's still a nine gauge steel, but a steel that is more resilient and I had a manufacturer that we worked with said, I don't know why you guys use this, you know, low grade steel that's, you know, that's weldable when you could be using a high carbon steel and just using two singular posts. And we were super intrigued by that idea. And that's how we started designing and coming up with the beefy steak. And we found that when we started testing it, because we wanted to know, you know, is it really worth um this unassuming, you know, new design, trying to revolutionize the market. And in the end, we found that using the spring steel, no horizontal uh, uh, rungs uh, was six times stronger in the wind uh, when compared to the, the standard H frame. And so it meant that our candidates were going out and putting their stakes up and they were staying up and the signs were staying up straight. And the other thing is we found they were super easy to ship. Um, one of the big problems that we had was we would try to send out the packages to customers. And then, um, you know, and so they would want, you know, one sign sent to one location or five signs sent to one location, something like that. But the H frames would have to be shipped separately. So we were doubling our shipping cost. Oh. Um, and so if we were shipping five signs to a location, say, say it's like a, a roofing company, uh, they could actually take the beefy steak because it wasn't this kind of bulky design that the H frame is, they could actually fit the beefy steak corner to corner on an 18 by 24 inch sign. They could ship it all in one box and it was really easy to distribute. And so we, uh, as a business, we're thinking about packages and how to send, you know, the multiple parts to a particular marketing campaign. Uh, this made it all in one box, and so it just saved us tons of money, uh, and not to mention it was a better product in the end.
0: Oh, certainly, because you know the, the quality and the thickness and things that you have looked at. I, I I don't. I think one of the things that intrigued me about your business is the fact that you've actually engineered these things because most people would never think the thought process that goes into something like that to actually deliver something. So, I mean, that, that's really impressive. I was going to ask this, but I think you've already asked asked it, but I'll, 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 I'm going to ask it anyway. So when I go online and I see like all the different companies, it seems that, you know, whoever can get to the lowest is, is, it seems everybody is focused on price only when they get online. And one of the things I always ask is how do you compete against that? How do you compete with companies that, you know, only sell low price. And I think you've already touched base like on quality and things like that. You want to elaborate a little bit on that.
1: Yeah, I, and I've always kind of held to this idea that the a business exists for selfless reasons. Any businessman who is out there purely for, for profit is going to be an unsuccessful businessman. A, a good businessman, a good salesman is concerned with the customer's needs and how they can help their customer be successful. Because they recognize that a successful customer is a return customer.
0: Exactly. Again,
1: a a successful customer is a return customer. And so, you know, we don't need to, to uh, just be the most expensive people on the market. We don't need to be the cheapest people on the market. We need to be the people Who have the most satisfied customers? We need to be the people who help the customer be the most successful. And so, you know, when we designed the beefy steak, a lot of what we were thinking about was, or a lot of what I was thinking about was my experience. Uh, When I was out in frozen Storm Lake, Iowa, Northern Iowa, (laughs) what were the things that I was crying and moaning about as I tried to put steaks into frozen ground? Well, obviously them bending and breaking over. It's super windy up there because they have a bunch of lakes and uh, our signs bending over, having to go out two, three times during a campaign and fix the signs. I just hated it. And so I had a, a problem to be solved. And so we really built the beefy steak and some of our other products, we really built them with customer success in mind. And it means that we don't use uh, we don't use cheap foreign uh, steel. Um, we could buy, you know, a hundred thousand steaks from China. Um, they they approach me just about every day asking us to buy their stuff. Um, we could sell that stuff and we could be the cheapest in the market, but we certainly wouldn't leave behind the most satisfied customers. And so I'm far more interested in the long-term relationship of a successful customer than I am making sure I get the next order in the sale and just having massive customer
0: turnover. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you because one of the whole goals of both the podcast is not only to let you know small business t- tell their story and talk to people but kind of an underwriting thing is also the whole idea of we've got some really great products made right here in this country and you really you know before you just you know sell out because you got a couple pennies cheaper by buying it from china or buying it on amazon i, I realize that's you know that's kind of focused on that what do you do you ever get people that tell you that like you know why don't you just why don't you just go ahead and and, and buy from china or, or 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 buy something from china and what is your yeah. philosophy on that as a small business we, we come across it all the time.
1: Uh, we have, uh, we've had several companies that do similar things to us. They sell, you know, yard sign stakes or they sell signs and they buy just a ton of stakes every year. And so we've had a couple companies say, Hey, let's go in on this 50, 50, you know, they want us to set buy a minimum of a hundred thousand parts. Cause you're filling up a container uh, with parts And so we'll buy, we'll buy 50%. You buy 50%. We can both get a good deal. My problem with that is that I have customer loyalty and that doesn't mean my customers are loyal to me. It means that I'm loyal to my customers. Uh, And I don't want to give my customers an inferior product. I want to give them the very best that I can do with what I have with what I have. Um, and I think, you know, you're always going to have customers who can find something wrong with, with whatever you're doing. Um, but I think in general, if I am concerned with my customer success, then my customer is going to be a return customer. And it, so I'm just not willing to sacrifice the quality um, to be able to make a, you know, a few pennies extra. Uh, I don't think it's good business.
0: No, and and I I agree with you. And and I'm going to throw in a worthless piece of trivia note here is that I actually looked up, you always heard the saying that it's cheaper to retain your current customers than it is to try and go out and get new people. It's actually like 25 times more expensive to go get a new customer than it is to retain your own customer. But I'm going to stop there and get it.
1: It is astounding. It's astounding was I, When I first came across a statistic, I was thinking kind of like you, I was thinking, you know, like, oh, it's two to three times, you know, no, it's 25 times. Yeah, it's just insane numbers.
0: And it's so simple. And it really comes down to I I, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm really glad you're on is to really talk about not only about the product that you manufacture, but also the whole idea of the customer success and and, you know, working to delight a customer because that will pay off in the end versus just going after the profit. And I, I really, I really like that.
1: Yeah. Something, something that, uh, you know, my father who's, who's in his mid eighties now, he, he opened up the first Magnavox store in Peoria, Illinois. And uh, he and his buddy opened it up. They just got out of the Navy and they didn't know what they were doing. And they were just getting crushed by other Television stores in the area, and so there was this uh, program that came on that was the was Dale Carnegie, and you could go to Dale Carnegie's seminar, and and learn all about his best selling techniques. And now we have you know a uh, uh, so success is not in selling as much of your product as possible. That's not success. Success is being the most able to solve customers problems as possible. So the more that you solve customers problems, the more you're going to have return customers. And then and then the product sales, those are just you creating solutions. So if we see our businesses as solution creating factories, uh we would be more successful in the market as a whole. And so those are kind of those kind of ideas we try to take with us as we create new products for say um, you know, if we have a customer, we have a customer who called who said, you know, I really like the beefy steak and uh, I I w- would but I would prefer that uh, it wasn't so big. Um, I want it to be shorter because we we want to we want to be able to link different signs together. And so we thought, well, can we do that? And so we designed a product based on solving this guy's problem. Um, uh, And that product, we put it on the market, it was called a writer pin. We put that product on the market. And it's one of our best sellers, because it turns out that by solving his problem, we actually solved a bunch of other people's problems. And uh, so we're in the solution industry. And, and when we look at it that way, I think we have the best
0: chance for success as a business one thing I want to ask you because we've talked about this and, and there's good and bad, but I always ask people is, you know, what can I expect for the future of the industry? What, what, what are your, what, what are your thoughts and where do you think the future is going to go?
1: Right now? It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think,
0: I think we're all in agreement of mm-hmm. that. I, I, uh, I think we're all in agreement of that. Cause we're all trying to figure out like what, you know, I think the biggest thing is we're waiting for the other shoe to drop type. Yeah. And, and I, now. and,
1: I mean, I think I think we've done the right thing by um by trying to get the best quality um by going to US steel manufacturers. Um I think the the overall cost of steel is going to go up. It it's been going up um I mean we we would go a year or two without a rise in raw material costs um you know back in say 2018 an eon ago um we would go we would go a year or two without without a rise in material costs in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 we've had a rise in our raw material costs every 3 months um and it it it's you know, we, we take the profit margins as down as much as you can. You try to reinvent the manufacturing process. Can we run this through one machine instead of two to try to save money? Uh, but in the end, uh, you know, when raw material costs go up by uh, almost 50% now, um, there's not a lot you can do about it. Now, I'll say this. It has slowed down the rises in cost. Uh, I think where we're at right now um, will be that way for the next six months. Um, But um, come next, uh, uh, come this December, January, February, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see another rise. Um, And, you know, it pains me. Every time a a customer calls and says it costs how much (laughs) I used to pay 60 cents for these things. It it pains me because, you know, there's really nothing you can do about the rise in, in costs. I think it's going to level out a little bit, um, but it's never going to go back to where it was. Um,
0: This is the new normal. I do think something was brought up when we, when we opened up the podcast was also the concept that, if you buy in bulk now, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yard yard, yard sign stakes do not expire, correct? They don't get they don't they don't get they don't get moldy. They don't get the, they don't lose their taste. So, yeah, would, they, they. And again, they I'm taste, not trying. This is they, not a
1: sales pitch. I'm not trying to pitch. The they taste pitch. they taste bad when they come off the press, and they will taste bad after <laughs> years and years, and. It, You know, we try to tell the customers, you know, if you can look at your year, let's let's say you have a a sign shop, if you can look at your year and say, okay, we're going to we're going to produce, you know, 30,000 signs and and keeping in mind, hopefully you've got the the storage space to keep them. You really want to buy those the stakes all at once, because the. The amount of discount you receive, I mean, if it's if it's two cents over, you know, over 30,000 30, parts, well, that's a substantial amount of money that you have brought in that you can oh, use yeah. other places in your company. And so, you know, we try to uh, emphasize that, you know, the more you're getting, uh, it's easier for us, it's easier for us to ship it's easier for us to pack i mean we don't the amount of time we spend spend on handling uh packages is is astronomical and so it all cuts down on the cost and uh so if we can ship in bulk the savings is substantial and and that's that's really the businesses that are going to succeed in this new and and a little terrifying new world uh are going to be the businesses that know how to plan ahead that know how to l- that know how to uh, um, do good risk management. That know how to look at the year and estimate what they're going to sell, and and then can buy ahead of time. Those are the businesses that are going to succeed. And there's really no reason not to do it. Uh, you know, the um, especially with the the massive uh, uh, offers that the credit card companies will give you. Um, you know, it's kind of a no brainer. You're going to save, you know, 10, 20% on a product. uh, Even if you have to pay the credit card company uh, 5%, it's, it's, it's a financial no brainer.
0: Well, I think the other thing that pops into my head, because I saw this with a lot of both, both customers and them selling to people is, you know, with COVID or with the supply chain situation, That doesn't matter what the price was, it's not available. And that's something that, you know, I've got certain companies that it's like, they just cannot get, get anything. And it's like, if you, if you had purchased and knew that you were going to have this much for the whole year, get it now, that way you're protected from, or, or I shouldn't say complete protected, but it offers some more assurance that we can continue our work versus, I'm sorry, we have to close up our shop because we can't get, we can't get this particular item or another. Yeah, I I think if
1: people looked at um, buying for the year or even six months, if they looked at it as, yeah, this is going to cost me a little bit up front, but it's going to help me in the end. If they looked at it like insurance, how much would you pay in insurance to to ensure that you would be able to uh, supply your customers all year long? Exactly. I mean, people would pay hundreds hundreds of dollars. If, if I could guarantee that you'd be able to supply your customers all year long. Uh, And I mean, 2021 was, I was the roughest year. Uh, Even, you know, 2020 was rough, but 2021 was even rougher, Um, you know, because we had major product lines uh, where, you know, we can't get the steel to produce a particular product line, so we a lot, and we still have uh, certain particular products that weren't as popular um, that we can't manufacture because we can't get the steel, and so we've kind of focused on producing the most popular product lines, the ten by thirties, uh, the beefy steaks, and some of the less popular product lines like the um, the twenty four inch H frames. Uh, we've kind of said okay well that'll that'll have to go by the wayside because we're still supplying orders that were months out um before yeah. and I mean that's going to taper off I I mean I feel good that that we're getting caught up and we're going to be able to have uh probably by the end of the year we'll have our full product line back up um but anybody who bought a proper amount um, who estimated their year, they got a better price. They got more assurance that they were going to supply their, be able to supply their customers. And, uh, they, they were significantly more successful because not only did they get a better price because they bought bought in bulk, but when the prices went up every three months, they were still using the prices that they got back in January. Right. And so they just made huge profits. Because they just could go along with the market. Everybody else is making, you know, a twenty-five percent markup on a product. They're making a fifty percent markup on the product because they bought early and they estimated the year out in front of them.
0: Yeah.
1: So Your be final- intentional,
0: not reactionary. No, I I agree wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. So we're going to wrap this up by, by giving you the floor and any final thoughts, anything that you'd like to, to, to to mention anything on your mind. Yeah. Any creative uses of, of uh, yard sign stakes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, we get some weird ones. (laughs) Some phone calls where you're like, he wants to do what with these. (laughs) Uh, People building garden fences with. (laughs) <laughs> okay that's a
0: new one i've never heard that one before that that uh, is a new
1: one we had we had one customer he was he was hanging uh sports banners and he wanted to use the stake to be the weight on the bottom of his sports banner um and because it's made out of a, a spring steel it's significantly heavier than than uh, you know the wire that we use for h-frames And so he's like, oh, this will be perfect to hang these banners with. So he bought like a thousand of them for these banners that he was putting out. But you know, you know, I guess I just want to reiterate, you know, kind of some of the hallmarks I think of of good business, and that is being a selfless businessman. Uh, If your goals are the success of your company, you will uh, the success of your customer you will find success for your company. And if you can estimate and analyze your upcoming year, uh, your upcoming usage, and you can get that in in bulk, uh, you will always come out ahead, always. And when we look at the the volatile market that we're in right now, the uh, pandemic slash post-pandemic market, this advice becomes even more important. Um, if you can if you can estimate out ahead of time you you'll come out ahead and so you know with that we we wish everybody good success and and uh, you know if if you're looking for yard sign stakes if you're looking for uh, a company to help you come up with solutions uh you know we want to be that company that helps you be successful and uh, that is that is what we're going for
0: Thank you, John. And one of the things we're going to do is we're going to put your your web address at uh, right below in the description, right below this podcast, so mm-hmm. that people can go in there and be able to go to that. Thank you for and, and I mean this sincerely. An inspirational talk. Um, it has been really impressive to hear the views that you have and to kind of share that with with a lot of our with a lot of our listeners. I think that's really really important because. Uh, your thoughts are very similar to the way I look at things and trying to help people out. And like I said, that's the whole purpose of of the, of this podcast is to try and share the knowledge and and give people the right direction and and give them advice from people and something like
1: that. Absolutely.
0: So John, thank you very much. Um, Like I said, we'll have uh, your, your web address in, in the, uh, in the description listed below. If you like our podcast, we'd ask you to subscribe because this is the type, what you're hearing right now is indicative of what we want to bring into our podcast environment. So, John, thank you very much for your time and your inspiration. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you.